You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo at home or on the go because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 91 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. Hey, Kelly. Yeah. Did you know that we have a robot-themed visual roundup on our website? I sure did. Yeah, it's been up there for a few weeks. <laughs> Be sure and check it out before the end of the month. It's a pretty fun one. Before we get going, big thanks to Stefano or Stefano and Daniel. They recently became patrons. We really appreciate it. Also, we did something exciting recently, didn't we, Kel? We sure did, just last week. Yeah, Kelly and I actually did a Pride-themed live quiz as part of a corporate event, and we collabed with a really awesome drag queen performer and new friend of the show. Her name is Big D, and we had a blast. It was super fun. Yeah, absolutely. And most of the content in this program actually came from that quiz. A lot of Pride-themed stuff, because... It's June. Happy Pride. Happy June. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, we are available for live quiz gigs, whether it's personal, corporate, etc. Just give us an email and we would love to work with you. And last but not least, we have an unfortunate destination before <laughs> we kick off our anagram. Kelly? Yes. Do you know where we have to go? I think we have a visit to the corrections corral. We sure do. Grab your steed, Kel. Let's set trail to our sad destination, the Corrections Corral. Womp womp. So it was pointed out to us by two Tater listeners that on episode 88, the clue for the bonus anagram, I said Van Morrison's song Brown Eyed Girl was on the album Astral Weeks, but it, in fact, it was on the album Blowing in the Wind. So I apologize for that. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> the anagram still works, but the clue was misleading and wrong. So I apologize for that. And then while we're at the corrections corral... Our good friend Drew likes to point out other little mistakes along the way. He keeps us honest. <laughs> Since we're here in a recent pop quiz that I landed on Kelly. <laughs> that I failed. <laughs> I mixed up some of the names of Disney princes. I believe it was Florian and Adam. So uh, sorry about that. Also, I think there was two other minor song title mix-ups where we said Scrubs instead of No Scrubs and Tricky instead of It's Tricky. So I apologize. Forgive us. We're doing our best. And thank you to the taters that wrote in and corrected us. Uh, let's leave the corrections corral now. <laughs> I don't like it there. Yeah, let's get out of here, Kyle. Let's get out of here fast. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is raw, hard, boned. R A W H A R D B. 
O-N-E-D. And the question that goes with this anagram is, what bisexual activist is called the Mother of Pride and is credited with beginning the week-long series of Pride events? Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Roy G. Biv. Happy Pride. This general knowledge round contains queer culture-related questions that each include one of the colors displayed on the current Pride flag. And as a hint, in addition to the Roy G. Biv colors, we've also included the color pink somewhere within these answers. Question number one. What was the name of Elton John's Las Vegas concert residency? This series spanned from 2004 to 2009 and took place at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. Question number two. Popularized by queer author Oscar Wilde, what color of carnation worn on the lapel became a symbol of queerness? Question number three. What 2013 French film based on a graphic novel of the same name follows a teenage girl who falls for a female painter? Although critically acclaimed, this movie caught controversy for poor set conditions and exploitive sexual scenes. Question number four. No stranger to queer content, what Netflix television series based on Piper Kerman's 2010 memoir of the same title has garnered 12 Emmy Awards? Question number five. Based in Atlanta, what politically active, openly gay folk rock duo formed in 1985 and have had such hits as Closer to Fine and Galileo. Question number six. Featured in the Power Rangers reboot, musician-actress Becky G portrays Trini, the first big-budget superhero LGBT character. What color is her costume? Question 7. This burlesque drag queen and gender-fluid entertainer was the winner of the seventh season of RuPaul's Drag Race and took her name from Jennifer Tilly's character in the queer film Bound. Who is she, they? Question number 8. Born Alicia Moore, what Grammy award-winning, openly bisexual singer-songwriter performed the Star-Spangled Banner at the 2018 Super Bowl? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, Roy G. Biv. Question number one. 
The name of Elton John's Las Vegas concert residency was The Red Piano. I think that he would be a great fit as far as Las Vegas goes. He was made for a Vegas residency. <laughs> for sure. Yamaha actually released like a special series of red pianos in his honor, which is pretty rad. Well, that's awesome. Question number two. Popularized by Oscar Wilde, the color of carnation worn on the lapel that became a symbol of queerness is green. I love this. I think it's super cute. But in general, my favorite color of flowers is green. I love green flowers. Yeah, it's fun. All one color. Question number three. The controversial 2013 French film based on a graphic novel of the same name that follows a teenage girl who falls for a female painter is blue is the warmest color. So I liked this movie, but it did seem like it was sort of from a creepy perspective. Yes. And that sex scene was nuts. Yeah, it rode the line, the male gaze line, if you will. Mm -hmm. Question number four. The award-winning Netflix series based on Piper Kerman's 2010 memoir of the same title is Orange is the New Black. Alex Voss forever. <laughs> totally ignoring the fact that she has a husband and she's a Scientologist. She's a babe. She still can be my girlfriend. Would love to be locked up with her. No big deal. She does not seem straight. She plays this role well. No, no. Yeah. Question number five. The politically active, openly gay folk rock duo with such hits as Closer to Fine and Galileo is... The Indigo Girls. They also do not seem straight. Am I right? Not at all. Even if they just left their sunglasses on a table, I'd be like, there was some lesbians up in here. Right. <laughs> Whose Maui gyms are these? <laughs> Wraparound Oakleys. Where are you at, ladies? <laughs> For sure. Question number six. Trini, the Power Ranger considered to be the first big-budget superhero LGBT character wears a costume that is yellow. Question number seven. The burlesque drag queen and RuPaul's Drag Race season seven winner is Violet Tchotchke. Another total babe. Gorgeous. Question number eight. Born Alicia Moore, the openly bisexual singer who performed the Star Spangled Banner at the 2018 Super Bowl is pink. I think she had the flu or some gnarly cold at the time and she still just slayed it. You would have no idea. Incredible. Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is called Pride Pumps. This is a music round featuring openly queer artists. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. Feeling like a 10, the best I ever been. And yeah, I know how bad it must hurt to see me like this, but it gets worse. Now you're out here looking like regret. Ain't too proud to beg, second chance you'll never get. And yeah, I know. Two. Candy came from out on the island. In the back room, she was everybody's darling. But she never lost her head, 
Even when she was given head, she says, hey, babe. Three. That you got the answers to my confessions. It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender. An emotional sexual bender. Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better. There's nothing better. Four. It's the truth. I was made for you. I climbed across the mountain. the answers for round two pride pumps song number one was sorry not sorry by demi lovato song number two was walk on the wild side by lou reed said hey honey take a walk on the wild side Song number three was Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. Song number four was The Story by Brandy Carlisle. Tell you the story of who I am. So many stories where I Song number five was Montero, Call Me By Your Name, by Little Nas X. Song number six was Son of a Preacher Man, by Dusty Springfield. Song number seven was Relax, by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. And song number eight was Faith by George Michael. Faith. 
So obviously the queers have it on lock with this <laughs> list of amazing jams. Am I right? Yes. Some hot tracks here. Making us proud. Good list. Moving on to round three. Round number three is LGBTQ history. This classic subject round covers important moments and figures in LGBTQ history. Question number one. The first rainbow flag was designed after the assassination of what San Francisco gay politician? Question number two. Two people have been credited with throwing the first brick at Stonewall and both co-founded Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, or STAR. Name either for a point. Question number three. Who is the first U.S. president to officially declare June Gay and Lesbian Pride Month? Question number four. The subject of a 2020 film, what number is associated with a men's dance in Mexico and became so taboo that hotel and hospital rooms commonly skipped it? Question number five. Born on the island of Lesbos, what ancient Greek poet is best known for homoerotic poetry? Question number six. Later joining President Obama at the signing ceremony for the presidential order barring discrimination in federal benefits, who was fired from the U.S. Army MAP service in 1957 for being gay. He went on to become a prominent gay rights advocate and coined the phrase, gay is good. Question number seven. With headquarters in Los Angeles and founded in 1950 by Harry Hay, what is the name of the gay rights organization that organized a sip-in at Julius's bar in New York City? Question number eight. Who is the lead plaintiff in the 2013 Supreme Court case that overturned the Defense of Marriage Act? 84 at the time of this human rights victory, the Obama administration extended rights and benefits to married same-sex couples because of this decision. Who was she? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. the answers for round three, LGBTQ history. Question number one. The first rainbow flag was designed after the assassination of Harvey Milk. Speaking of milk, 
Kelly and I recently recorded a collaboration with TV Trivia Pod. We answered several questions about Napoleon Dynamite, one of our favorite stupid movies. And there was a question about when Napoleon was doing milk testing for the future farmers of America. We nailed it. No big deal. Yeah. That episode will come out in August. So we will give you all a heads up when it's available. No big deal. We nailed all the questions. Question number two. Two people have been credited with throwing the first brick at Stonewall and both co-founded Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, Star. You needed to list either one for a point and they are Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. Heroes. Absolutely. Question number three. The first U.S. president to officially declare June Gay and Lesbian Pride Month is Bill Clinton. Oh, I thought it was Trump. (laughs) You'd be wrong there. (laughs) Womp, womp. Question number four. The subject of a 2020 film, the number associated with a men's dance in Mexico that became so taboo that hotel and hospital rooms skipped it is... 41. So I haven't seen this film, but I really want to, and I heard that it is pretty great. Yeah, it's on Netflix too, so. What is it called? 41. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Question number five. Born on the island of Lesbos, the ancient Greek poet best known for homoerotic poetry is Sappho. Get it, girl. (laughs) Question number six. Whoa, Kelly, did you hear that? Sure did. What do you think that is? I think that is a triple tater coming at us. I think you write. And when you write, you write. (laughs) So if you correctly answer this question, you will receive three points instead of one. The serviceman who was fired for being gay in 1957, who went on to become a prominent gay rights advocate and coined the phrase, gay is good, is Frank Kamini. Question number seven. The name of the gay rights organization founded by Harry Hay that organized a sip-in at Julius's bar is the Mattachine Society. Or as our friend Big D pronounces his name, Harry Hay. (laughs) I think Harry would approve. (laughs) I think so too. Harry was real gay. Yeah. (laughs) Good for him. Good for him. Question number eight. The lead plaintiff in the 2013 Supreme Court case that overturned DOMA and extended rights and benefits to married same-sex couples is Edith Windsor. She is such a cutie. (laughs) Total cutie. I'm so glad that she was able to accomplish that goal within her lifetime. For sure. Another hero and a cutie. Moving on to round four. So it is June and it is Pride Month and we have a lot of Pride Month related content in this episode, but we have another important day to acknowledge. So round four is actually called Juneteenth. Known as Freedom Day, Jubilee Day, Liberation Day, and Emancipation Day, we are celebrating the June 19th holiday called Juneteenth. Question number one. Juneteenth commemorates the announcement of General Order number three, Proclaiming freedom from slavery in what state? Question number two. 
1968 Poor People's Campaign commemorated Juneteenth. This movement was led by Ralph Abernathy after the assassination of what civil rights leader? Question number three. Only two U.S. states do not recognize Juneteenth. Name one for a point. Question number four. Ratified later in the same year, what amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolished slavery and involuntary servitude except as punishment for a crime? Question number five. The movement of Juneteenth celebrations is associated with what movement of six million African Americans out of the South and to the West, Midwest, and North? Question number six. In 2020, President Trump originally scheduled his first rally since the outbreak of COVID-19 on Juneteenth in what U.S. city made infamous for a 1921 race massacre? Question number seven. The first Juneteenth celebration was held in Austin in 1867 with the support of what agency that assisted former slaves in the South? Question number eight. Although popularized as the end of slavery, emancipation in what two border states wouldn't come until months later? Name one for a point. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Juneteenth. Question number one. Juneteenth commemorates the announcement of General Order Number 3, proclaiming freedom from slavery in Texas. Oh, Texas. Mm-hmm. Real big and real south. There's been some recent progress, though, in the state of Texas. Yeah, for sure. Question number two. The 1968 Poor People's Campaign commemorated Juneteenth. This movement was led by Ralph Abernathy after the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Ralph Abernathy is a pretty interesting character. Yeah, he is. Not quite the saint that MLK was, but um, still did some good work. Question number three. Only two U.S. states do not recognize Juneteenth. You needed to list one for a point, and they are... Hawaii, and South Dakota. Hawaii kind of surprises me. Yeah, they're probably like, that's not our history. <laughs> right. They're like, no, no. They're like, can we talk about colonization? Thank you. <laughs> right. They're probably like, no, no, this has nothing to do with us. Thank God. This is your problem. <laughs> Question number four. The amendment to the U.S. Constitution that abolished slavery and involuntary servitude is... 
the 13th Amendment. Question number five. The movement of six million African Americans out of the South and to the West, Midwest, and North that Juneteenth celebrations is associated with is the Great Migration. Question number six. The U.S. city made infamous for a 1921 race massacre where President Trump scheduled a rally on Juneteenth is Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't think this was a quinky dink. How about you, Kel? No, it was not a coincidence. <laughs> and a fun fact is he later claimed that he was the one that made Juneteenth famous. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's all because of you. Thank you very much. Question number seven. The agency that assisted former slaves in the South that supported the first Juneteenth celebration held in Austin in 1867 is the Freedmen's Bureau. Thank goodness for Austin in general. It is a total beacon. People's Republic of Austin, as they say. Question number eight. Although popularized as the end of slavery, the two border states where emancipation wouldn't come until months later were Delaware and Kentucky. And you needed to list one for a point. Moving on to round five. Now, let's pick up the mood a little bit here. I know. Hmm. It's a heavy episode, but honestly, it's like when you're recognizing things like Pride and Juneteenth, there's a lot of horrors in the wake of these holidays, you know? Yeah. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What U.S. state is home to both the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum and the Gaylord Family Memorial Stadium, one of the nation's most recognized football cathedrals? Question number two. Born Phoebe Ann Mosey in 1860, who is the American sharpshooter who starred in Buffalo Bill's Wild West show? Since her death, her story has been adapted for several stage musicals and films. Question number three. What 2019 film was the first Tarantino film to not involve the Weinstein brothers and the last film to feature late actor Luke Perry? Question number four. What American rockabilly band formed in New York in 1979 and was fronted by Brian Setzer? This band had several hits such as Rock This Town and Look At That Cadillac. Who are they? Question number five. What American actress and ex-wife of James Cameron is best known for her portrayal of Sarah Connor in the Terminator film series. Question number six. What major U.S. city is home to the Lincoln Park Zoo and the Garfield Park Conservatory? Question number seven. 
What American fashion designer started his career by co-founding the New York fashion stores called People's Place before going on to design preppy clothing in the 1980s, donning his name and color block logo? It's connection time. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. the answers for round five are connection round. Question number one. The U.S. state that is home to both the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum and the Gaylord Family Memorial Stadium is Oklahoma. Loving that Gaylord Stadium, Sitch. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> totally. Kelly and I both just live a few blocks away from this big, really badass old apartment building called the Gaytonia. Yes. And it still has the, an, an old neon sign that lights up on the roof at night, and it's glorious. It looks down on us. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> Question number two. The American sharpshooter who starred in Buffalo Bill's Wild West show was Annie Oakley. Speaking of badass, am I right? Mm -hmm. Get it, girl. Grab your guns. <laughs> Question number three. The 2019 film that was the first Tarantino film to not involve the Weinstein brothers and the last film to feature Luke Perry is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Question number four. The rockabilly band formed in 1979 and fronted by Brian Setzer were... The Stray Cats. I remember having Stray Cats on vinyl when I was a kid and listening to it and being like pretty into it. And now looking back, like they're not my favorite. And also that song, She's Sexy and 17, is kind of like a hard pass for me. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with them at all. <laughs> <laughs> Probably no surprise there. Question number five. The American actress and ex-wife of James Cameron, best known for her portrayal of Sarah Connor in the Terminator film series, is Linda Hamilton. Question number six. The major U.S. city that is home to the Lincoln Park Zoo and the Garfield Park Conservatory is Chicago. Is Lincoln Park the band a Chicago reference? Probably. I don't know. Well, there's an alternative spelling to it. Well, I think that's because they themselves are alternative. <laughs> Question number seven. The fashion designer who started his career by co-founding the fashion stores called People's Place before going on to design preppy clothing in the 1980s, donning his name and color block logo is Tommy Hilfiger. 
I was always just really confused why a lot of rap, R&B, hip-hop artists embraced Tommy Hilfiger. To me, he was like the nerdiest, preppiest, whitest, you know, polo shirt, etc. And it was like a thing for a while. And I was like, huh, okay. Yeah, it was definitely a thing for a while. Aaliyah was like dripping in Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, those overalls were real popular. Yeah. Question number eight. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like Oklahoma, Annie Oakley, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Stray Cats, Linda Hamilton, Chicago, and Tommy Hilfiger. And all of those answers include names of Broadway musicals. Speaking of musicals and speaking of cats, recently... My little cat was out late at night. I couldn't find her anywhere. I was searching for her for over an hour, getting totally stressed out. And I saw a neighbor cat being carried by a couple. And I was like, oh, are you Nacho's owner? And and they were like, his name isn't Nacho, it's Frank. And I was like, whatever, I call him Nacho. (laughs) And then they were like, we live three blocks over, but we have this cat tracker on the cat. And I thought that they called it a cat trailer or something. So then when I was home and I was like, I got to get this cool product for my own cat so I don't keep losing her. I typed in cat trailer and I got a link to the trailer for the movie Cats. Thank you. A pretty obvious thing that was going to happen. I know. I was like mad at myself. I'm like, and here's Dame Judy Dench in a onesie. (laughs) Dang it. Did you ever get your cat tracker? No. (laughs) You just watched the cats trailer. Yeah. I've just (laughs) been stuck in this loop where I've been getting nothing done and just watching the cats trailer. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, sure does. Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram this week was... Raw, hard, boned. Whoa. It's a lot. Hey, Kelly, what do you think about that anagram? (laughs) It's a lot for sure. (laughs) (laughs) The question that goes with this anagram was, what bisexual activist is called the mother of pride and is credited with beginning the week-long series of pride events? And the answer is Brenda Howard. Raw Hard Boned scrambles up to be Brenda Howard. Yow. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Kelly. Yeah. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Woohoo. We hope that everybody has a safe and fun Pride. Don't get too crazy, but uh, have a good time. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We might even give you a shout out in a future episode. Our background and answer break music this week is Pale Tussock by Pictures of a Floating World. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Zach, Lydia, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time, later taters.
Got any limeritas up in there? <laughs>